I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 126 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I have an awesome guest for you on this Warrior Wednesday. Army veteran Dan Berai will be here with me in just a minute. He is also a very successful entrepreneur who started a company called Combat Flags, which delivers an amazing product. They make flags out of veteran-worn fatigues. Dan is also giving back by raising money for Stop Soldier Suicide, so it really is an honor for me to have him here with me. Please stick around for the interview. Another first-class father who is giving back to our veterans is George Fox, the owner of NFW Watches. you got to check out his incredible collection of watches over at nfwonline.com. And first-class fatherhood listeners can save 15% off their entire order, plus get free shipping inside the United States, and 50 bucks of every order goes directly to Honor Flight when you use my promo code FATHER. So Honor Flight is helping out our World War II veterans, and $50 of every order is going to go to them. You're going to get 15% off your entire order, and you get free shipping inside the United States. You can't beat that. Get over to nfwonline.com. Use the promo code FATHER. All right, and tomorrow on the show, I will be joined by fellow podcaster Patrick Fitzgibbons, and you can hear the interview that Pat did with me on his podcast, CJ Evolution, over on iTunes, so go check it out. And on Friday, get ready, dads, I will be joined by one of the most well-known Navy SEALs on the planet. Marcus Luttrell will be here with his wife, Melanie. This one is very special for me. The whole Lone Survivor story really made a big impact on me, as I know it did so many others. I had the honor of meeting Marcus Luttrell once before. I met uh, Danny Dietz's mom, Cindy, down in Florida at the Conclave of Warriors. Uh, I had the opportunity to do an interview with the Afghanistan father who saved Marcus Luttrell's life, Mohammed Gulab. You can hear that interview back on episode 64. So please lock it in for Friday. It's going to be an awesome Frogman Friday episode. It's going to be one for the books. And please consider dropping a rating or a review over on iTunes if you can. Help me in my process of uh, celebrating fatherhood here. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I will be right back on the other side of a quick little spot here with Dan Barai. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Today's interview is being brought to you by SeatGeek. Get over to SeatGeek.com today or download their app. You're going to get $20 off your tickets to any event on their site, sporting event, concert, Broadway show, whatever you like. You use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and you're going to get $20 off your tickets over at SeatGeek.com. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a U.S. Army veteran. He is a successful entrepreneur who started a company called Combat Flags, which provides an amazing product while giving back to our veterans. It really is an honor for me to say, Dan Berai, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, Dan, let's start here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, I have one baby boy. He will be one in two weeks. 
Wow. Okay. Brand new. Are you working on number two yet or are you one and done? <laughs> We're not done. We're just taking a short break. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I like your style, Dan. Uh, all right. Did you, uh, did you do any kind of gender reveal to find out what the sex was or did you wait it out till the end? Uh, we didn't do like a reveal like you see on, on Facebook or Instagram, but we, we found out what we were having and we told our family ahead of time. Very cool. All right, Dan, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, um, so I was in the Army for six years um, with two deployments under my belt. Um, I got out, and I, I did what I thought most people were supposed to do when they leave the military. You know, I went to college, I graduated college, got a corporate job, and I traveled down that path. But um, along the way, I found that I was missing that connection to the military, so I ended up starting a business called Combat Flags. Um, through Combat Flags, I give back to veteran-owned nonprofits in a creative and sustainable way. So I actually donate money to a nonprofit called Stop Soldier Suicide. And in uh, two and a half, almost three years of business, I've donated over $40,000 to them. And I make um, essentially camouflage-inspired American flags. Some are made out of duty-worn fatigues, and others are made out of nylon to fly outside. But it's all about giving back to the, the military and the veteran community and making some cool stuff along the way. Yeah, what an important mission, Dan, and, and thank you for your service. It's awesome that you're in a position to be able to give back and help your fellow veterans. So many of our warriors, they struggle once they leave the military in the sense that they're unsure of what to do next. You have found your footing and you found some, some good success. What type of advice do you have for other veterans that are out there maybe struggling with that what next and have dreams of possibly starting a business of their own? Yeah, so the biggest thing for me, and as I've talked with other veterans throughout the past couple of years, it all just comes down to purpose. So when we were in the service, we very clearly knew what our purpose was in life, and we lived it very boldly every day. And when you leave the military, you you lose that sense of purpose, right? Like I work, um, I've got a full-time corporate job, and like helping displaced civilians has been replaced by like increasing the bottom line. So that sense of purpose definitely leaves when we leave the service. And um, I think where, where most of us run into trouble is when we lose that purpose, it's hard to get it back. So um, I was very purposeful, no pun intended, about um, combat flags finding purpose for me, but also helping to inspire others to find their purpose as well. And just know that it's it's a journey. Like, it's it's not something that that just happens one day. You you go on a path and you you figure it out for yourself along the way at some point. And when it hits, it hits and you know it. Very well said. Um, all right, Dan, you've been in the military. You've served a couple of tours. You've been exposed to a lot more than the, than the common civilian has. So uh, how has fatherhood kind of changed your perspective on life? That's, that's a good question. It's actually a question I've been thinking about a lot since Graham was born. It's, fatherhood has changed the way I look at almost everything. And at the same time, it's also reaffirms the way I look at a lot of things. Um, I look at a lot of the things going on in the world right now. So if you think of politics, that is, it's all people want to think about and all they, they want to talk about. Fatherhood has taken me out of that 24-7 news cycle and it's brought me into the moment and realizing that a lot of that stuff, I'm using airport, that stuff that we hear about that others tell us is important, really, in, in fact, is not important. What's important is spending time with, with your kids, um, holding them, reading to them, um, just making sure that you bring them up so that they, they can inhabit the world the way that we want them to inhabit it, which should be to leave it better than we found it when we started. 
Awesome. Yeah. And for, for those like myself who have never served, as opposed to guys like you who have, I mean, you guys have that service before self mentality built into you guys. But for the rest of us, I think the first time we ever begin to truly understand what it means to serve something greater than ourselves or to love someone more than we love ourselves is through fatherhood. Um, it's definitely something that it can't really be explained. Fatherhood is just something that really needs to be experienced. Yeah, you can't. Well, yeah, you definitely can't explain it. It's something that you have to feel. And I was, I, before Graham was born, I was talking with a coworker and he was commenting about, um, how he's got this group of dads in his neighborhood and before their son was born, um, they were all telling him that like, you know, you're the dad, you're not going to feel a connection to your kid when he's first born because he'll be with the mom and he'll be breastfeeding and blah, 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 blah. And my colleague, my friend was blown away by the statement. He just thought it was like total BS, right? And I remember the minute, literally the second Graham came into the world and I saw him and I heard him, I felt that connection. And that's not something that I can explain to my friends who don't have kids. You would get it because you've, you've been there and you, you understand that immediate sense of, of connection and responsibility to this life that you've created. And it's, it's actually, that was an interesting comparison that you just made to the military and putting that sense of service over sense of self. Because that brought it, that brought it all home again. Like I was again responsible for the life of another person. Yeah, and that's why I think it's so important to celebrate fatherhood, celebrate family life. Because in our pop culture, I talk about it all the time. Fatherhood is displayed in the movies uh, very poorly. It doesn't do us justice. Uh, what fatherhood is really all about? We're not, we're not babysitters. We're not idiots that don't know how to change diapers. Uh, fathers have evolved since the fifties, and the younger generation is kind of getting the wrong idea about what fatherhood and family life is really all about. And they get this negative uh, thought process going, and it makes them want to avoid fatherhood, avoid family life, or at least. Uh, put it off to much later in their life. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. You know, I talk with a bunch of people through Combat Flag and through my corporate job, and I, what I'm finding with the younger generation, the millennials, what's, what comes after them, the Gen Xers, I think? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, it's not that they are shunning the responsibility or the desire. I think they're just waiting to start life until a later, later age. Like, when I was... I, I, I knew that I wanted a family from pretty much before I can remember, and I've been working toward that for a while now. Um, but I, I'm finding the younger kids, I'm using, again, air quotes with kids, the younger generations are just starting their adult lives later. And I think it's partly because they they saw their parents who maybe were working so hard at such a young age with kids that they they want that freedom and that that sense of exploration to figure out who they are. It's also coming off as a little bit selfish because what we see and what we hear are two different things. So like I, this is the things I'm saying or what I'm hearing as I talk to people, but what I see on TV and in the news and in the movies, it all kind of relates back to what you said where they're just shying away from it because of the stereotype that's out there. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, and I think you make a good point there, too, because uh, the way they grew up with both parents working full-time jobs, nobody's ever home, so they see it kind of as, what's the point of doing it anyway? Uh, but something's got to change, because I think if we make family the number one priority, get back to family values and support the family units, you know, all these things that we are arguing about in the country will finally go away. You know, we have far more in common with each other than we think, and uh, the core of each of us, we want happiness and love for ourselves and for our children. 
Yeah, it's all about, I mean, it's the same comment I made about the military. It's all about finding your purpose. For me and for, for you and for the dads that you've talked with, our purpose is raising happy, healthy, thriving children. Like, the reason I go to this corporate job every day is not because I love it. It's because it provides for my family and it helps me give them a good future. And I've also got the flexibility that I need, like, today where I can stay at home with my boy while my wife goes to work. Just a matter of priority. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. You're a new dad, and sleep deprivation is a problem for most of us first-time fathers. Has your military experience kind of helped you in any way to kind of neutralize the sleepless nights that come along with parenthood? <laughs> I would love to say yes and tell you some hardcore military story about this, but in all honesty, our boy has been a hardcore sleeper since the moment we brought him home. <laughs> his first couple months when we were still waking up to feed him, we were actually waking him up to feed him. And we, I could probably count on one hand the number of times he's gotten us up in the night over the past year. Very good. Yeah, you're blessed for sure with that. Um, what is something that kind of caught you off guard about fatherhood, Dan? Maybe something that you didn't expect? Everything and nothing at the same time. I find myself absolutely mesmerized by the smallest of things. Um like this morning, when I, so I've got a routine where I'll get up and I'll get him out of the crib in the morning and I'll change him and get him ready and then take him into his mom. But this morning he was, he was kind of jibber jabbering on the changing table and I was jibber jabbering back at him. And then for the, over the course of like five minutes, it was almost like we were having a conversation. We weren't actually saying anything. We were just making noise, but it was, it was a moment in time that I won't forget because it's, it feels like the first conversation I've had with him where we were we were communicating equally, but without actually, like, portraying any meaning behind it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that seems a little abstract and maybe a little weird, but... No, nah, man, hey, that's very cool. What about pictures, Dan? You guys that are having kids now, uh, you have the ability to use the smartphones, and, and, and the pictures get better every year. You know, every upgrade comes a better camera, you know, and video as well. I love the portrait mode on my iPhone. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, are you taking a ton of pictures and videos? Yeah, we take a ridiculous amount of pictures between our our phones just with in the moment stuff and then um i'm i fancy myself an amateur photographer so with my like my my good camera and my good lenses i take a ton of video my wife actually um subscribes to the service that we saw on shark tank i can't i think it's called groovebook yeah i used groovebook for quite a while there that's an awesome service yeah so every month you you send in your pictures from your phone and you get like I don't know, 75 pictures for like three bucks. So we've got, we've been keeping monthly albums of his first year. We've got every month of his first year chronicled in photos, ready to go and stored away right now. Very cool. All right. What kind of goals do you have for yourself uh, for combat flags? Where do you plan on taking the company in the future? Uh, so personally, um, the, my one persistent goal since Graham has been around is just to be present and be in the moment with him and with my wife, uh, Jenny, his mom. Um, that is that is key for me <laughs> across many more, across many different uh, levels. It helps with my, my personally, like my own mental clarity. And then combat flags. Um, I'm I'm still trying to grow the company like crazy. You know, as I said earlier that I've donated over forty thousand dollars to stop soldier suicide. One primary goal that I've got this year is I want to start to spread the love a little bit. Um, as far as veteran-owned nonprofits, so stop soldier suicide will remain as my primary. Uh, nonprofit that I support, but I would like to open that up to other nonprofits periodically. We're doing good things for mental health and just for transitioning folks back into 
the real world for the military. And then just getting back to having fun with it. Um, when I first started the business, it was, it wasn't a business. It was a hobby. I was, would have been happy if I sold 12 flags and donated a couple hundred bucks a month, but it's, it's grown, uh, much more rapidly than I had anticipated. And with that growth, it's come, um, a shift in, in focus and attention into other areas. So this year I'm trying to bring it back into the areas that I, I really thrive on and start to have fun with it again. Yeah, hey, I think it's amazing what you've done with it so far. I can't wait to see where you take it in the future. Uh, are, are the flags personalized to the soldier or the sailor who wore them? And do you have any kind of like a Navy SEAL fatigue or maybe uh, even a popular guy, someone like uh, Rob O'Neill or some uh, specialty item? Yeah, so the, the base, um, what I call the original combat flag is what I started the company with. And those are four by six inch flags that I make out of duty-worn fatigues. And every flag, so if you were to purchase an original combat flag, you would, of course, get the flag, but you would also get um, a card with a short story about the person who wore that material. So I, I always keep the story paired up with material because it helps make service real. And where things are right now is you're able to pick which branch you want on the website, um, but I don't get too much deeper than that. I am looking into seeing if I can partner with some bigger name vets like Rob O'Neill or like Nick Irving or Eli from Bottle Breacher. Um, to see if if they would be willing to part with some of their gear. And what I've been thinking through is um, if they were to send me in gear, I would actually I would break their gear down like I do for everybody else, but they would have a standalone product page, and I would make that 50% donation to a nonprofit of their choosing. And yeah. I would also – I also anybody who sends in gear, I always send them back at least two flags in return for free made out of that gear. The deal is, um, I like to say, that they get one to keep and one to give. So, of course, if, if Rob O'Neill were to send me in a set of uniforms, that would be freaking sweet. But he would also get a couple flags made out of it in return that he could he could keep or he could auction off for another charity of his, his choosing. Yeah, I've had both Rob O'Neill and Eli Crane on the podcast here. They're awesome guys. They speak very well about fatherhood. I mean, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they got involved with something like this. It sounds like a, a great opportunity for them and for you. That would be uh-huh. unbelievable. What is the best link, Dan, for my listeners to go to, check out your selection, find out more info? Yeah, uh, the website, www.combatflags.com. And then uh, you can search out Combat Flags on Facebook and Instagram as well. Okay, cool. Easy enough. I will include that link in the description of this podcast episode along with your Instagram tag. This way my listeners can just tap it, get on over there, find out more information about you, more about Combat Flags. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Dan, I'd love to hear your answer on this. I ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? Um, you, you probably get this answer a lot, but my one piece of advice would be to soak every single second up. The, the days seem incredibly long, but the year has gone so very fast, and there's moments that I look back on, and I wish that I could, could live them over again, so... Just soak every minute up. Look at every every breath that your baby makes, and just just love it and adore it. Awesome, yeah. Hey, great advice. Uh, it's been an honor to speak with you today. I wish you nothing but the best of luck for the future of Combat Flags. Uh, thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time today on First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, thanks for having me again. I really appreciate it. All right, I'll be right back after a quick spot.
About to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood, I got to give a special thank you once again to Dan Bearai for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter. Drop me a DM over on Instagram, guys. You can find me on Facebook. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Tomorrow on the show, I am having fellow podcaster of the CJ Evolution Show, Patrick Fitzgibbons. He's also a police officer. Uh, Tune in for that one. And then on Friday, guys, a former Navy SEAL made famous in the movie Lone Survivor, Marcus Luttrell will be here with his wife, Melanie. So lock it in. That's all I have for you right now. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.